Welcome to our TV. This is Saratova Best, Parshas Zachar. Parshas Zachar. Milchamas Amalek, Parshas Zachar, we, we say what we say, we go to Shul to destroy, to remember and destroy and wipe out Amalek. And, and one of the, let's see if it's written here, okay, but one of the things we know, first of all, what is Amalek after? Amalek looks to destroy the name of Hashem. Basically, he looks to destroy the consciousness of Hashem Echad, the, the imprint, the signature of Yudke Vavke on the world. What does that mean, the signature of Yudke Vavke on the world? Excuse me. When, when Elohim is, Hashem creates a world, and what you see is what you get. When Hashem, Hashem also embeds himself in the world in a way that he, he's there inside the fabric of the world, but it's not simple necessarily to recognize him. So you feel like, oh, there's the bus. The bus comes at 3.11. It came at 3.11. Now I get on the bus. We drive away. I get to my destination at 3.34. Perfect. This is the way the world works. And I say, what a coincidence. Unbelievable. Um, as I got on the bus, the friend that I haven't seen in 10 years just happened to be on that bus. What a coincidence. And we happened to have a conversation about important things. And, and something happened to happen that was a benefit to both. And really, we hadn't seen each other for 10 years, and I was actually thinking about her. What a coincidence. But really, it's no coincidence at all. Hashem is behind the scenes, inside, so to speak, running the world, but we don't see him. So, that signature of Hashem on the world is what Amalek wants to destroy. We were saying the other day that there was this fellow who said that the plan now in the world of the globalists is we no longer have to believe about some God in the clouds who is running the world, but rather the the iCloud will run the world. So that idea, that idea that we don't need Hashem embedded in the world or even above the world running things, we would like to run it ourselves, says a Malik. We would like to run it ourselves. So this is the fight. The fight to preserve the signature and, and strengthen the signature of Hashem in the world. To recognize that nothing happens. I didn't just happen to meet my friend on the bus after 10 years. Uh, what a coincidence. What were the statistical chances that this friend that I was thinking about happened to get on the same bus? And, in fact, neither of us live in Yerushalayim. <clears throat> we both live in New York. And I was thinking about her recently, and I took a trip to Yerushalayim, and she just happened to get on the same bus as me. What are the statistical chances? So the truth is, the signature of Hashem in the world is, wait a minute, this is not random. Hashem put you there and you there at exactly that time so that you would meet a whole other frequency. 
Amalek sees that frequency and goes berserk. Amalek cannot bear that frequency. That the frequency in which every everything is custom designed, being detail by detail by detail, being run by Hashem. Nothing random. Nothing. And what bothers Amalek even more is that we believe in that frequency. And we base our lives on that frequency, the frequency in which we recognize that everything is directed by Hashem, every single thing. Which chair I chose to sit on around my kitchen table. Everything is directed from Hashem, from above. Amalek says, I can't stand that mindset. I can't stand that piece of information. I can't stand that the Jewish people believe that. I can't stand that the Jewish people try to live their lives according to that. And worse, in recent generations, I can't stand that the Jewish people are trying to teach that to the whole world. I can't stand it. <laughs> says Krabby Appleton, says the Mullet. I cannot bear it. It's what Haman said. Who's responsible for this? Ask the Malik, ask Haman, who's responsible? When he says, Yeshna Am Echa, there is a nation of one, the oneness of Hashem, this nation of oneness, believing in the oneness of Hashem, that everything is being guided by the one Hashem. When, when Haman said to Achashverosh, Yeshna Am Echa, this nation of one, he said, I can't stand it. I will get rid of this nation of one. Who keeps them in I know who it is. It's Mordechai, the Jew. He's the Meshurabeinu of the generation. I hate Mordechai, says Haman, and I hate Meshurabeinu, because Mordechai is, is the Meshurabeinu of the generation. I hate him. I want to get rid of him. I'll build a gallows 50 cubits high, 50 amos high. Sharanun the 50th gate of Bina. That 50th gate of Bina enables us to have a very deep wisdom. Bina is experiencing truth in all of its details. That 50th gate of Bina enables us, I think, to be able to look at all the details of the world. I got on the bus. I didn't get on the bus. I happened to be on in this chair, in this seat. I was going to take the bus earlier. I didn't experience the truth of the signature of Hashem in all the details of everyday life. Haman said, once and for all, we need to get rid of this Meisher Rabbeinu of the generation, this, this Mordechai. And then the Jews won't have anybody to support them in this belief in the oneness of Hashem. So what ended up happening is Amalek ended up being hung on the gallows that he built for Mordechai, for the Maishar Rabbeinu of the generation. Haman hung on it. So that's what's going to happen this Purim too. Amen. Can you Ratzon. Whether we see it physically or not, there's going to be something that happens in this part of Zachar that's going to rock the world. 
So here we see in the Sicha that the Mulcham of Amalek with Yidin, we find, came in three times. Just when we came out of Mitzrayim, if you look in the Chumash, it says that Amalek came and we had to fight them. And then in the last years, when we were in the Midbar, before we went into Eretz Yisrael, Amalek didn't come as a Amalek. He pretended he was Kanani. They were Kananim from Kanan. First time, Amalek came acting like a Amalek. Second time, Amalek came acting like he's somebody else, pretending he's not him. And then there are three, two more times that he came. In the first years when we were in Eretz Yisrael, after Shaul Amalek was appointed, and before the base of Nidish was built, because that's the Seder that you have to do when you go into Eretz Yisrael, appoint a king, that was Shalom Melech, fight a Malek, mm-hmm. so they had to appear and build the Beit HaMikdash. So in between Shalom Melech being appointed by Shmuel and the building of the Beit HaMikdash, we had bum, 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 a Malek appeared. So we could wipe him out. And Shaul was given the job, the task, of wiping him out. There's one other time that a Malik will come. In the generation of Mashiach. As we're going into Yemais Mashiach, a Malik comes along. By the way, we're saying this, we're learning this sheer L'schus arafua shlema for, let's see, his name is um, Dr. Zelenko, um, Velvel Wolf Dev Ben Leia. She has a total, total, total refuah shlema. So he's fighting a very great battle against the Malik, almost single-handedly, and we're not going to say that a Malik really likes him. <laughs> Why would he? So we are in the midst of that battle now, the fourth one, the fourth time. And remember, the first time Amal, when we came out of Mitzrayim, Amalek appeared as Amalek. Second time, he pretended he was somebody else. He pretended he was a Kanani. They pretended they were Kanani. The third time, Amalek came as Amalek. And Shoal had to wipe them out, which he didn't. And the fourth time, but he comes as Amalek. And the fourth time, he's going to come concealed. So you're not going to know it's a Malik unless you kind of use your brain of Chachma Bina Das. Your wise brain to realize, hmm, all these guys with the money at the top who are cooking up, have been cooking up evil plans and evil mandates. There's a Malik. So, and what are they fighting? The truth. The oneness of Hashem as is recognized by the Yidden and, and eventually by the whole world if we teach them well. So in history it says, since Yidden were a nation coming out of Mitzrayim to receive the Torah, we have two, two periods of time. When we were in the Midbar, and we didn't have to deal with anything physical. And all um, 
what do you usually have to deal with in the physical world? You know, food, clothing, um, shelter. But we had, in the Midbar, we had the mum. There was the food. We had the air of Miriam. We had the clouds of glory. So we had food, and we had um, a place to live in the Midbar. We were well taken care of in the Midbar. And um, and we had what to wear. The clothes kind of grew with us, and they were automatically cleaned. Everything was, we had all those three things. That was the first period in the Midbar. Once we came in to the land of the seven nations to make it into Eretz Yisrael, that's also part of Gullus. When we took over the nations, the lands of the nations, then we were preparing for the land of Israel spreading out to fill up the whole world, to make a dear for Hashem, make a home for Hashem. So then we had to deal with a lot of Gashmias. Obviously, we're in the second part now. We've got a lot of Gashmiastic stuff to deal with, a lot of physical stuff to deal with. And so these four times of a Amalek, of the war against the Amalek, the, the first two, the beginning and the end of the, the first Gufut, and then now here we are, second period. So. We see in the two wars of the first period, one was an open Amalek and one was with a Amalek that didn't want you to know that he's a Amalek. He pretended he was a good guy, like now. We're in a period now where they feel like, no, we're doing this for your own good. We really just, we just, we want... We want goodness. We want goodness for life and goodness for mankind. And if you just follow our message, life is very good. It's all for your own good. That's the second way that a mullet comes. He tricks you into thinking he's doing something for your own good. And it's not good for you. But he's smart. And he knows how to trick us. That's where we are now. The first time, um, Shoal was in an open war with a Moloch. And the second, and the second war in the generation of Mashiach, our generation, the generation, Amen, that will come soon, he comes in a tricky way and he doesn't tell you, I'm a Moloch. I'm here to make life hard for you. I'm here to disconnect you from Hashem. I'm here to disconnect you from your health, your wealth, your, your, from Hashem. He doesn't tell you that. He tells you that he's here to bring you goodness. And he's not. So about the war with Amalek, at the beginning of the first Tukufa, it says, Asher Karcha. He made you cold. And he kind of met you incidentally on the way. You know, you know what we were saying before? I just, it's unbelievable. I was thinking about my friend, and I haven't called her for 10 years, and then I went on a trip and I was in Yerushalayim, and there she was sitting on the bus. And she also lives in New York, and we haven't talked to each other for 10 years. How is that possible? just happens to have happened. That's a Moloch's language. The Medrash says, Asher Karcha, Karcha from the word Kvirus, make you cold. Cold to the incredibly exciting 
deeply panemistic concept of Hashkacha Pratis, Hashem runs the world. So what Amalek did is, he didn't try to kill us the first time. He just tried to cool us off. That was good enough. Once we became like everybody else, he didn't have to bump us off, God forbid. We were just useless. Because once we become like everybody else, we're basically useless. They're better at doing the stuff of the world than we are. I'm saying the, the, the nations of the world, they're always better at it than us. They were brought into the world to run the world. We were brought into the world to reveal truth. Once we give up revealing truth and we buy into their narrative, we're, we're useless. What's our function? We bought into their narrative. Let the nations of the world run the world, and we will reveal truth. That's what we're here for. So, when we went to Matantaira, and we wanted to scream not to the Nishma, whether we understood or we didn't, a mullet came along and said, Oh my goodness. You're agreeing to something that you don't you, you don't really know what you're agreeing to, and you're agreeing to it. He said, "Yeah, yeah, we have a relationship with Hashem that enables us to do it." He said, "Oh, grow up! What are you, little kindergarten children? Read read the fine print first. Check it out. Research it. Do your Google research online. Find out what this tire is all about. Don't just say yes." He said, "No, no, no. We're just going to say yes." Said, oh my goodness! You know, you guess with the program. Find out what you're saying yes to when you receive the tyra. And he said, he didn't say don't receive the tyra. No, he didn't say that. Because the fact is, a mullet is a grandchild of Avram and Yitzhak. So what does a mullet say? Why are you so excited? You jump out of your kalim. And you scream Nasa Vinishma. You 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 take on yourself this whole title before you really know what you're what you're agreeing to. You sign on the dotted line before you know what's what you're signing to. Come on, you're a smart person, says Amalek. How do you know you're smart? They want to give you a Tyra, which is Khachma and Bina. All the nations know the Tyra is Khachma and Bina. So you must be smart people. So somebody who's a Baal who has a brain, enough of a brain to do Tyra and understand Tyra, don't jump out of your Kalim. Don't jump out of your limitations. Don't jump out of, uh, beyond your Tamvadas, what you understand. That's what Amali says. And certainly don't scream Nasa, we will do. Don't scream out, we will do everything that you say, Hashem. And then later, we don't even have to understand it, Hashem, we are yours. Don't say that, said Amalek. Amalek is also a grandson of Avram and Yitzchak. He agrees that we should learn Tyre. But he doesn't agree with the way of Yaakov Avinu, Ishtam, Yashavahal. Yaakov Avinu is very simple. Very simple. Very pure. Huh. So what does Amalek say? Amala says, you guys who sit in the tents of Tyra, and you learn Tyra, okay, 
You want to sit in the tent of Tyra? Okay, I agree. But Ishtam, be so simplistic that you just accept Hashem no matter what. What's wrong with you, says Amalek? Um, um, just don't say not, just say, don't say Nasa Vinishma. Say Nishma Vinasa. That's what Amalek was asking. He said, just change the wording. You know how you guys, you Yidin said Nasa Vinishma? We'll do and we will listen. Just change it. We will listen and understand, and then after we evaluate, we'll, we may agree to do, do the terrorist. Uh, that's what I expect you to do. So do you understand how Amalek, he was very smart. He wanted us, he said, learn Tyra, but first do thoroughly the research whether this Tyra is, is, um, you know, something good. And once you determine if it's something good, then do it. We said, no, 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 we do it the opposite. We just do Tyra because we know Hashem, and it's Hashem's Tyra, we're just going to do it. Even if we don't understand this. And Amalek said, no, 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 no. In fact, Amalek said like this. Look at your brother Esav. Esav is Yadeh Tzayv. He understands stuff. Esav is like a smart guy. He knows the street. He knows the language of the street. He's a hunter. Um, Esav calculates very carefully what he can do, what he can't do, how much he can get out of the world. He's very calculating, your brother Esav. He uses shots of So, you know, I guess Esav kind of does a measurement of his kaisos and his intellect, how much he can learn and how much he can do, you know, and he's very carefully calculated. He goes with his Esav. Esav. Esav says, Nishma Venasa. Um, I'll hear it, and I'll understand it, and then I'll do it if it makes sense to me. So do you see how Amalek was telling us, your brother Esav, he does it the opposite. He's a reason for things. And you just, for some reason, you just do what Hashem tells you. And Adrab, and we're going to see what our battle is now. So our battle is Adrab. Amalek says, since Tyrazemus, and there's an Indian of Chachma, so what does it matter to you if you say Nasa before Nishma or Nishma before Nasa? Why do you care? You see how tricky Amalek is? He comes into all these little little arguments, and he makes trouble in our pure emuna and betachen in Hashem. And therefore, Tyra says the following, be careful of this Amalek guy. He's your worst enemy. You should know that through the Seder, Asher Karcha, he cooled you off. What did he cool you off to, says Hashem? He cooled you off to our relationship. The Yid with Hashem, Hashem with the Yid. And the Yid with Tyra. He cooled us off. He made us take a step back and say, well, maybe. 
And so the other taich of asher karcha, keri, miloshin keri, something impure. Nocturnal impurity, it's impure. So what's, what does that mean? What is impurity? Spiritual impurity, nocturnal impurity. From the Pneumis Achayis, which was given for Purvu, for procreation, the Pneumis Achayis, which was given into that, which gives us, once we, imagine, once we do the Nisus Purvu, and we take over, it says, Purvu, multiply and take over the whole world with the truth of Tyra. The chayas, the penis of chayas to be able to do that, Amalek put his foot right in there. Um, from this chayas, Amalek gets his foot in there and he says, could I siphon off some of the energy, some of the energy of the chayas for purity, for pruvu, to conquering the world. So, this coldness and this ability, in other words, Amalek is, he's not just a sleazy guy or a, a bunch of sleazy guys. The Amalekites, Amalekim, they're not only sleazy, they're evil, evil, evil. The actual, actual apex is evil. So evil that you can't, we can't even transform them. They're so bad and they come from such a place of deep klipa that we can't transform them. We have to get rid of them. They're not fixable. And they put their foot in the door as we said, of the mitzvah Purvu, as we see today in today's generation too, to mess things up. So that they're, what do they want? What does a Malik want? He does not want that there should be generations of generations of generations of pure Yidden creating a world for Hashem. He does not want that. And he comes with all of his mandates to try to make sure that God forbid it doesn't happen. So that's what it, that coldness. From Yodeya Tzayid, we come to Ishtadeh. So um, we said Asaf, who's the father or the grandfather of Malik. He's a man of the field. He's very smart. He knows all the tricky stuff. And he's a man of the field. He's Ishtadeh. Um, Yaakov is sitting in the tent of Tyra. Asaph says, let's get out of these tents. It's claustrophobic. Let's get out of this tent of shame and anger, the tent of Tyra. It's claustrophobic in here, says Asaph, who then gives birth to a Amalek. It's claustrophobic. Let's get out of here. So, what do we do? In, in these last minutes when we're fighting Amalek, what should we be doing? We want to act in the way of Yaakov Ishtam, the simple, pure Yid. And then we go in the right way. 
as the Gemara says, Taimus Yesharim Tanachim, if we go with a Tanimus, a simplicity and a pureness and a wholeness, then Tanachim, then there's Nechama. We will go on the right path. But, but those who don't hold from this Seder, they kind of, the Tyra is something intellectual. What are they saying? Right. Just like Haman built the gallows for Mordechai, Mordechai is the one who sits and learns the wisdom of Hashem. So what did Haman say? Just do me a favor, just, says Haman. I don't want you to apply this wisdom of Tyra to everyday life. Keep it very aloof. Talk about your spiritual things. I don't want you to make the link between some spiritual chachma of Tyra and everyday life. Just let's hang Haman on the gallows up there. Get him away from the world. Haman felt that Mordechai is infecting the world. Mordechai comes to Yiddish Kindelach and he gets them to learn Tyra so that those Yiddish Kindelach are then infusing everyday life with pure, pure Emuna. And Haman says, if I don't get rid of those kids and their pure Emuna, and if I don't get rid of Mordechai, my plan is not going to work. Here we are today, the same thing. Haman is saying, if I don't do kach to those kids, and to Mordechai, and to all the pure hidden, my plan will not work. That's why he goes after the kids. And when we're speaking about great high seichel, then basically, says says Haman, um, Just don't be so warm in your trust in Hashem. So, let's do one more part. That was the war of Mohammed Samalek at the beginning. The very first war. Four of them, we said, right? Um, when we, there we were, you know, coming out of Mitzrayim, boom, Amalek appears. And then as we're, after 40 years in the Midbar, we're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. There he comes again. As a, uh, he comes, he, he comes and he disguises himself. Why did he have to wear somebody else's clothes? Why did he have to pretend that he was a good guy? In the second Milchama, he didn't come like somebody who's a son of Avram and Yitzchak. He came like a Tanani, a guy. Non-Jew. In the Inyanim of Tyre and Yiddishkeit, he's not mixing in. In the time, you know what Haman, you know what Haman said? And you know what, you know what um, Amalek says? In the time when you're sitting and learning, Learn, but don't connect what you learn to everyday life. Just keep it separate. You want to have some thing that you, your hobby, you study this Torah of yours, fine. But 
don't connect it to everyday life. This is what Amalek says. And therefore, we fight him with every single thing that we have. We, we, our job is to recognize that Amalek appears right now as a, a kind of a good guy. He, he, he's trying to keep us safe. And, and, and he's trying to, you know, help us have a better life and a better society. That's what a Malik appears to do. And really, he's out to destroy, God forbid, Rahmanusan Hayalatiyah, the very basis of Yiddishkeit. Anyway, to finish off, it says, Ein Hashem Shalem, actually, I think, Yimcha Shmoy Shalem the name of Hashem, Amalek goes after the name of Hashem. And Hashem's name cannot be complete until we destroy Amalek. What does Amalek do? Hashem has a name, we said at the beginning. Hashem's signature in the world is Yud, K, Vav, K. The Yud stands for Chachma. The He is for Bina. The Vav, I think, is for Midas. The Vav, the lower Vav and He are for Midas and and. Uh, action in the world. Okay, what does that mean? The Yudke of Hashem's name is what you know, how you use your brain, how you study, how you learn, what you know. The Vav and the He in the second part of Hashem are what you do in the world. It's everyday life. So let's say it in a simpler way. The Yud and the He means you're sitting and learning Tyra and you know all of this theoretical stuff and it's very lofty and it's very spiritual and it's very amazing and it's very beautiful. And Amalek says, do it! Do it! Didn't learn. What do I, what do I care? Just make sure that you don't do the Vav and the He of Yudke Vavke. Don't take what you learn and bring it in and get it to transform your personality. Do not. I won't let you, says Amalek. And don't, that's the love, and the hey, the second hey, don't let it transform your actions. I want you, says Amalek, to be a hypocrite. I want you to learn one thing and think it, but don't let it affect your everyday life. Don't become a Jew who embodies what he learns. God forbid. This is what Amalek is saying. I will fight any Jew who embodies what he learns. I will fight any Jew or any tendency of Jews to bring into everyday life what they're learning. And Hashem's name, he literally seeks, he splits Hashem's name in half. Yud and Hay from the Vav and Hay. And Hashem's name cannot be complete because as long, do you understand? So he's fighting two things. Amalek is fighting, fighting, fighting to make sure that every Jew is a hypocrite, God forbid. You learn one thing and you feel and think another thing. You feel and do another thing. And Hashem is fighting that we should be am echad, holistic. Holistic. Meaning, what we learn becomes the way we feel and the way we act. That's what Hashem wants. A Malek wants the opposite. Hashem wants his name to be complete. Yud ke vav ke. Hashem wants his signature of Yudke Vavke in this world to be visible to everybody. And through the Sheva Mitzvah, to be visible to all the nations of the world. They should also live that way. 
that everybody should live by by Tyra, and everybody should make Tyra user friendly in every on the street in everyday life. That's what Hashem wants. The the oneness Am Echad Yeshna Am Echad. There's one nation. There's a nation that you know they may be spread out. This is what Haman said. This is a nation of one Yeshna Am Echad. It's a nation of one. And they're spread out among the nations, but the problem is they're infecting everybody with their oneness of Hashem, with their Hashem Echad. They're spread out all over the world. Their God spread them out all over the world to infiltrate the whole world and infect everybody with this mindset that there's one Hashem and everything is, a, is and everything is Hashem. Got it. We, at the time of Purim, you said, what do we do about it? So Haman and Achashverosh got together and they said, let's just massacre them all, God forbid. Let's just massacre them all. And then it won't, they won't be spread out around the world anymore. We'll just get rid of every living Jew. In the Holocaust, he wanted the same thing. Let's just get rid of them all. And Stalin, let's just get rid of them all. And then we had other enemies, other Amaleks, who said, no, let's just infiltrate their mindset so that they're no longer doing what they were created to do. They're no longer given, were brought into the world to make the name of Hashem one with the world. Says Amalek, let's just make sure they don't do what they were sent here to do. So what is our response? And especially this Purim. Exactly what Amalek wants, we want the opposite. We need to destroy Amalek because he Every time we feel Hashem Echad Echad, Amalek puts his foot in the door and tries to mess that up. So says Tyre, we would think, you know, it's not nice. He also has a viewpoint. You know, we don't want to hurt any people. Says Hashem, when it comes to Amalek, we destroy him. We hang him on the gallows that he hung for Mordechai, for the Meshurbeno of the generation. And by the way, especially we're saying, we said this shear is for Rafur Shlema and Chizuk and, and, and uh, all good things in every way for um, Dr. Zelenko. We said Velvel, forgot the name again, but we said it before. Velvel Wolf Zev Ben Leia. Shem should protect him, keep him strong in his fight against the Malik. He should continue to lead us in truth, in truth, to make the name of Hashem one. And we should not be afraid to fight the battle to destroy Amalek because Hashem is with us. Maishu Rabbeinu is with us. Today is Zion Adar. It's Maishu Rabbeinu's birthday. His mazel is strong. On his birthday, the mazel of the Yidden become very powerful. So our mazel is Powerful today and the whole month because of Maishu Rabbeinu. That means we will win the battle. Amalek is in his last battle to try to finally win. And we're in our last battle to destroy Amalek. He thinks he's going to win. We know that the Maishu Rabbeinu of the generation, whose birthday is today, Maishu Rabbeinu, will win the war. 
And ultimately, not only we will declare and live in everyday life, Hashem but the entire world will, to us teaching them the Sheva Mitzvah, we will bring the whole world to say Hashem Echad, So this Shabbos, Parshas Zachar, let's do the job, stand strong with Hashem, Nasev Nishma, not have any doubts, and, and bring the world into the Gulamitus Veshlema immediately now.